Hey guys, it's Jonathan Fulcher, Ole Miss FCA Campus Director, and uh, bringing to you another Ole Miss FCA Timeout podcast. And uh, excited to have a special guest with us who's Ole Miss FCA staff member Sammy Smith, our character development football chaplain here at Ole Miss for the for the Rebels, and uh, looking forward to having you on this call today, Sammy. Oh man, it's always a great opportunity to spend time with you, Jonathan. I'm so glad to uh, partner with you here at Ole Miss with FCA, and uh, just looking forward to great things uh, happening here on the campus of Ole Miss through FCA. So. Uh, awesome opportunity to spend time with you on this podcast this morning. We're uh, blessed to have Sammy serve with us here on staff at Ole Miss and you know Sammy is uh, just the short amount of time I've known you and been around you uh, and I can see how God has used you in a great way uh, not just here at Ole Miss but you know through the ministry of FCA the Fellowship of Christian Athletes the past years that you've been on staff with us but you know I don't know if everybody knows Sammy Smith and your story or the, the history that uh, that you bring, uh, the experience that you have in, in sports and athletics. And so just a real quick rundown, you know, Sammy uh, played uh, football at Florida State, was a running back there uh, in the Hall of Fame for the Seminoles and uh, went on to be uh, the first round ninth pick of the 1989 NFL draft, uh, 6'2", 226 pound running back. Um, and that's pretty big running back, uh, but went to the Miami Dolphins, if I'm correct. Uh, played with them for a stint and also played for the Denver Broncos. And, uh, you know, you went out uh, the draft that year. I don't, I don't know. I, wasn't, I was born in 86, so that's just a few years after I was born. Name some other people that were in, in that draft with you that year in 1989. That was a great draft. We had some amazing football players in that draft. Uh, Troy Aikman mm. was in that draft. Barry Sanders. Uh, Deion Sanders, who was a teammate of mine, was the fifth player taken in that draft. Uh, uh, Derek Thomas, who was an all-pro linebacker uh, that played at Alabama, uh, that played at uh, Kansas City. Uh, his life was cut short in a car accident uh, several years back. Uh, Tony Mandridge, uh, Eric Metcalf, uh, just a host of... Uh, guys that were part of that draft and I think in that draft we probably got at least three or four Hall of Famers mm. uh, pro football Hall of Famers that came from that draft so a great great draft. Mm. I, that's what I was thinking as I was going back through and looking at some of the guys I know you and Dion played together at, at Florida State and man had a lot of success there under coach Bowden who was a big FCA coach and supporter of the ministry and what we do and uh, had a big impact on your life as you was there at Florida State. And, you know, now Dion is now coaching here at Jackson State in Mississippi. And I know you and him have maintained the relationship through the years. And, um, you know, it's amazing to see how things kind of come full circle uh, throughout the years. And I know it's more amazing for you to sit there and, and see it uh, now, you know, as you're still around the sport, you're still around the athletes. But, you know, you're around for a different reason. You know, you're not here to coach. You're here. Uh, on a spiritual mission, a mission that God has given you uh, to reach uh, athletes and coaches for him. And uh, I know for me, being a campus director, I love athletics. I love sports. I love the game. I love practice, the thrill of the game. But I love to see people to come to know Jesus. 
And ultimately, uh, that's why we do what we do is that it's a calling. Uh, it's a calling to see people uh, come to know and grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, Sammy, I, I want to just ask you just a few questions as we got a little bit of time this morning, uh, just to kind of a Q&A. I hope some people can uh, just learn from this, hear more about who you are, why you do what you do. Uh, your wife, Shalonda, works with us on staff also. So it's not just a, I tell people all the time, FCA is not a me ministry. It's a we ministry when it comes to a marriage. It's a, it's got to be a husband and wife combo. Uh, and I'm so thankful for Shalonda and what she does here on the university and serving our female athletes and coaches that are here on campus. And um, so the ministry of FCA, when did you first hear about FCA? What was your first involvement with the ministry uh, and life in general? Uh, going into my sophomore year in high school in Florida, um, I got the opportunity uh, to travel to Black Mountain, North Carolina. Our football coach took the whole football team there to be a part of an uh, annual FCA camp that takes place there. And uh, it was very impactful. I can remember the, the guest speaker that weekend was uh, Bobby Jones, who played forward. Uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers, and uh, what an amazing uh, basketball player he was, but more importantly, what an amazing Christian he was and the message that he gave us on that day. So that was my first interaction with FCA, and of course was a part of it all through high school. Uh, my coach was big on it. Coach Chip Gerke was big on FCA in, in high school, and then uh, to be able to be blessed to go and play, uh, in my opinion, for probably the top two college football coaches of all time uh, with Coach Bobby Bowden, number one in my book, uh, but a great Christian man that uh, loved FCA. Uh, we always had Christian influence around our football program there. Uh, you all will probably know the story of uh, uh, him walking uh, Coach Mark Rick, who coached at Georgia, but he was a graduate assistant at the time when I was there, Mark Rick was, at, uh, and Coach Bowden, uh, walk through him through accepting Christ. So that environment has always been around uh, for me, FCA, and just being around Christian people and involved in athletics. You know, I'm not sure I really knew that story about Mark Rick uh, walking through the salvation with Coach Bowden, and that makes, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, in the ministry and what we do in FCA, a lot of what we do is through a coach. You know, a matter of fact, we use the saying to and through a coach in ministry, and and we know the impact that a coach can make, not just on the field, but more off the field than anything else. You know, Bobby Bowden is a great example of the impact that he has made, not just on your life, but so many other lives. I would, I would, you know, as go as far to say uh, thousands upon thousands of people have been impacted by Bobby Bowden and the life that he lived, not just on the field, but off the field, most importantly. And, and then the impact that he made on players and coaches that coached up under him. And, and you know, and what we do is, uh, man, we love to see a coach live his life out loud. And I've told people all the time, I, I don't, I'm not asking a coach to preach a sermon. I'm not asking a coach to lead devotions. I'm simply asking a coach to live the life that God has called him to live out loud. And that's to be a good husband, you know, to be a good father, to be a good role model, to, to live out the scriptural model that Jesus gave us and what it means to be a Christian and just follow him. And, you know, and as we sit here and talk, and 
as, as very evident in your life that you had a lot of good coaches from high school to college um, and beyond and uh, that really lived the life out, in, you know, out loud in front of you. Um, so FCA started young. Uh, FCA was very involved at Florida State. Mention a little bit about the, the impact that uh, FCA had at Florida State while you were there uh, as a running back. Well, you know, believe it or not, man, our FCA chaplain, here, here it is some 30-plus years later, he's still there impacting lives. Uh, Clint Purvis is there now. Um, Ken Smith, who uh, hits the FCA circuit and is a great speaker and always pouring into people, uh, was my initial chaplain when I was there my freshman year. Uh, but then uh, Clint Purvis took over afterwards. But, man, just... Uh, having guys like that, that were, they're pouring into uh, the athletes and the coaches that were all in. You know, they were sold out to being uh, uh, doing the work that God has called them to do. So I've got a chance to see two men uh, live it out, you know, just live out their calling and Ken Smith and Clint Purvis. And uh, just to touch base on some outside of football, uh, I had some challenges in life. And in 1995, man, I was arrested. Uh, after my career was over for being a part of a drug conspiracy. And do you know the first person that reached out to me and the first person that I received something from while I sat in, in jail during that first you know, few weeks was Clint Purvis. He sent me a Bible there um, with, with a note inside of it just telling me that, that you know, God will never leave nor forsake me and that uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And you would never know, man, how much encouragement that gave me to know that although I had made a, a grave error and made a mistake and it was something that wasn't of my character, uh, that, that God would be there with me. He would help me through that time and that on the other side of that, he had bigger and better uh, things for me. And I'm living in that right now. You know, uh, there's nothing like you said earlier. There's nothing more rewarding to me. Uh, I didn't get more reward from scoring a touchdown when I played or having a 200-yard game uh, when I played winning a football game than I do now uh, watching coaches grow, watching football players and athletes uh, grow on this campus spiritually. So uh, FCA has been tremendous to me, man, and I'm so thankful that God put those men in my life at a young age so that I would be able to draw back on some things that they may have spoken into my life at a young age when I would really need it. That's really good. There's a lot that you said that, man, we could dig into and stay on here for a while. Um, you know, it, it's amazing of, of how much an impact can be made by someone who just simply answers the call that Jesus has on their life. You know, and you talked about your, uh, your time that you spent in prison and uh, Clint being the first person that reached out to you and how much that meant to you and the impact that it had on your life. But I know we've talked in the past and, you know, it wasn't long after the arrest was made that you gave your life to the Lord completely and said, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it. Um, and because you're here. And, you know, what made you decide uh, that FCA was the answer, that FCA was the, the calling that God had called you into. And I know it started in Florida, but if you would just share about that for a little bit of your journey into the ministry of FCA and the calling that God had on your life. 
again, I, I go back to really that first night that I was arrested, man. And uh, I believe that that God strategically and intentionally put me in a place where he could slow me down, you know, where I could hear from him. Uh, I grew up in the church. Uh, I grew up knowing about God. I had a relationship per se with God, but it wasn't the relationship that God wanted. It was one that I could turn on and off whenever I want to. And, and the word tells us that right not to be lukewarm, right to be all in. But, uh, on that first night, man, I really, truly surrendered. God had me in a place where I couldn't run. And I got the opportunity to really look at my life and to see uh, what God was calling me to. And I knew that I was going to have to endure some difficult times for a few years. But I knew on the other side of it, he had bigger and better things for me to do. I just didn't know what it was. And uh, upon being released... I got many opportunities to go in to speak and to share my testimony and to share my journey. And I was sort of afraid to do it uh, because I didn't feel like I had anything that to share with people that would be a benefit to them. Here I was a guy that got blessed with all this ability, right? That was a first round draft pick that made a ton of money, right? But I went astray and didn't do things the right way, didn't honor God with all those talents. But here I am now out with an opportunity to do some things that I couldn't see that would be much bigger, you know, for God and for the purposes of the kingdom. So uh, accepting Christ in that cell that night again, but truly understanding what it meant, meant to have a experience with Christ. I really felt him there with me that night. And uh, so when I got out, um, FCA approached me, Wave Robinson, the multi-area director down in Central Florida. We just had him on our, our timeout deal the, the other night. But uh, he reached out to me and asked me to speak at an FCA uh, Capital One Bowl breakfast. And there were going to be close to a 1,000 people at that breakfast. And initially, I told him, I said, Wave, I'll have to get back with you. I'm not sure if I'm available that day. Right. Well, as soon as I hung the phone up, God started dealing with me. He says, dude, you know, you know, you're available. How long are you going to hold in the testimony that I've put in you? How long are you going to hold that in and, and not go and share uh, what has been built into you that can impact lives? So I called Wade back in less than two minutes. And I know he probably said that's the fastest call I ever got back. But when God tells you to do something, you do it. So I called him and told him that I'd love to be a part of that breakfast. I'd love to come and speak at that breakfast. And that started really me stepping outside of my comfort zone and realizing that by sharing my testimony, it could impact people tremendously. As I watched Alabama players and Michigan State players afterwards and coaches come up to me, uh, thanking me for sharing. Some of them telling me that they were in the midst of some hardships and, and making some bad decisions at that time that me speaking into their life would change the direction of their lives. So that was the first really uh, opportunity that I knew that I could really have something important to share with uh, coaches and athletes. That's awesome. You know, to sit here and hear the story and, and kind of know some of the bits and pieces that have made that story to where it is today. Um, you know, just you, you can just see God's hand in it all. And I think that's one thing, and we know this is, as uh, brothers in Christ and followers of him is man, God's hand is in our life every single day. And, 
it just take it don't it doesn't take me to look real far to see God's hand in my life. And I know you feel the mm-hmm. same to look back at my where I've been the past thirteen years in ministry and go, Man, God has been there every step of the way. But let's fast forward a little bit from then till now. So now you're the character coach, football chaplain. Uh, for the Ole Miss Rebels, for the football team here. And you've been here uh, since, what year did you come 2016. here? 2016. 2016. Fifth, fifth season. Fifth season. And uh, and you. here's the thing, you've seen a lot of guys come through this program. You've been here for a, co- a good many coaches past mm-hmm. five years too. But, you know, a lot of these guys have now moved on to the next level. we got some guys like D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Dawson Knox, just to name a few who have made it to the next level, who are having success at the next level, um, that you have got to stand on the sidelines with, that you've got to, you know, be a part of their character development, be a part of the chaplain program of them here, and you get to share with the team. And uh, just to pick your brain a little bit, you know, what is your mindset when, when you walk into a team like that? What's your mindset and prayer that a, the Lord would allow to happen each season as the season begins you know what's the ultimate win for you and you know of course our ultimate win is to see people get saved but i know as athletes and as uh as believers that's answered a call to ministry we also have other wins that we're looking for and so maybe just share with that a little bit what's some things that you look to see to happen each year as the season progresses well you know certainly a win for me is uh guys that are hungry um that want to participate in everything that you are offering spiritually. Um, I'm so thankful that uh, I've been blessed to be around coaches that are hungry. You know, our, our coaching, coaches Bible study now, I have guys in there every Thursday. Um, I have football players on our Zoom calls, you know, every Thursday. Um, I'm being blessed to be able to do some one-on-ones with coaches, man. And that that's what it's all about. And then, you know, when you get an opportunity to watch uh, guys grow, uh, spiritually and, you know, to watch them grow as athletes. And then they go on, you know, you, you talk about DK and, and AJ, you know, these guys and Dawson, they were a part of uh, FCA on Sunday mornings. We always have Sunday morning worship service here. And I watched those guys, especially AJ take uh, Elijah Moore under his wing. And Demarcus, Gregory, and Miles Battle, they made sure that these guys came every Sunday to worship service, right? So my prayer is to see them grow as men. And um, it's such a reward to see them go off and to be successful in what they do. And I just pray that they remember the, 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 the main thing, the most important thing, and that's their relationship with Christ. And that uh, in successes off the field, and on the field, that they will always keep, again, the main thing, the main thing, and that's their relationship with Christ. You know, we know this, but I, I don't think people understand truly how ministry is all about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and while we may have big events like a Breakfast of Champions, or we may have a golf tournament, which is a fundraiser uh, for the ministry of, of FCA here at Ole Miss, our ministry consists of one-on-one relationships probably more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's life in ministry is that, you know, we're told in scripture, you know, to as iron sharpens iron, one, one person sharpens another. And, and ultimately that's, that's a win. I know for me, it's a win for you and those coaches, Bible studies and those one-on-ones and with the players here on campus 
that we can grow in those relationships, that we can help them walk the walk that God has called them to walk and grow in their relationship with him. And man, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for uh, Shalonda and Miss Peggy and and how much how much you guys truly care about the athletes and the coaches here on campus. Like it's evident by your actions and the time that you spend that nobody sees. You know, we don't go out and publicize the meetings that we have and who we're meeting with because it's not what we're called to do. We're called to do that. You know, scripture also says don't let your right hand know what your don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing sometimes and, and it's not in our giving, but it's in, in our time that we give. Uh, to the players that are here, to the coaches that are here. And it's genuinely because we love them and we genuinely care about them. And so um, I appreciate you, appreciate your family and what you mean to Ole Miss and the athletes and coaches. And, you know, we're so excited about what God is going to do. I always kind of sit on the edge of my seat because I know that there is greater things yet to be seen. There's greater things that he is going to do. Uh, later on down the line if we're just obedient and faithful to what he tells us to do and so I appreciate your time this morning uh, as we uh, record this podcast for the, our our listeners to hear our athletes I pray some coaches would listen to this and athletes previous and those that are playing now um, that it would be an encouragement to them to, to know a little bit about Sammy Smith and why you do what you do and uh, and it is to keep the main thing the main thing our relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing in our life. And so I know you walk that out daily and I appreciate that. Is there anything else you would like to say in closing to anybody that's listening today? Well, Jonathan, I, I really would just like to say to the city of Oxford, uh, to the Ole Miss family, uh, to all our supporters uh, that, that get behind us and uh, allow us to do ministry. Um, we can't do this without them. Um, you know, Ole Miss FCA has been tremendous to me and my, my family since we moved here. Um, it's been a reciprocal thing. You know, when I look at uh, how much we have grown as a family, I, I went back to school after 30 some years and I'm a graduate of Ole Miss uh, now. And my wife will be graduating from Ole Miss here in the spring. My son is getting a mechanical engineering degree. So uh, the Oxford community has been tremendous to us. Our donors have been tremendous to us, and uh, we are just thankful that uh, uh, God opened the door and gave us the opportunity to come here and to serve uh, on this campus. Well, thank you, Sammy. And uh, that basically concludes our time this morning on our Ole Miss FCA Timeout podcast. Uh, if you would, do us a favor as you listen to this, subscribe to the channel. Make sure to tune in every single week to hear a new interview, a new discussion, a devotion from either our Ole Miss FCA staff, athletes, coaches, uh, supporters, or somebody in the community uh, who would just like to share their heart and what God has done for them. We pray that you enjoyed this time out together and that you would have a blessed week.